and that's vulnerable itself. And I think that's the scary part yeah. is like once you're stepping into a new space, um, whether you're a creative, an entrepreneur, like an aspiring entrepreneur or someone who like wants to be in this world that we're in, it's scary because it is vulnerable because like you're accountable for yourself. There's no one here to hold your fucking hand. There's no one here to tell you like, oh, you have to follow these steps to be successful. Because honestly, the steps are like, be fucking confident in yourself. It starts with you first, know your strengths, and then like understand that like not every single potential client is your client or not every single person you reach out to will say yes understand that like this is a place of uncertainty and be okay with that because i think that's been my biggest pet peeve and i hate to say it because i love helping people like i love helping people which is why i also have the podcast right like as a source to inspire people but if you're not there to take action yourself then you're doing yourself a disservice separation uh we're back with an episode with a good friend of mine Alyssa. you might have heard her in previous podcasts or me on her podcast but i wanted to have her back on today because a year to this day Alyssa quit her nine to five job to pursue her creative passions as well as to build brands on her own and over the past few years i really think she's pivoted from corporate to self-employment from working solo to being in collaboration and to go from being hesitant to start things or believing in her own ideas to approaching things head-on with a great attitude um, she also discusses the concept of knowing your why which I think is a really great topic to tackle and I'm not sure if people think about it too much but when you're lost or you don't know what to do I think coming back to your why is super essential and it really just starts with knowing your why and that can be your drive and further motivation to keep going and as well as knowing that vulnerability is strength or there is vulnerability in strength and that can really propel you forward and I hope you can come away with some gems and the belief that anything is possible with hard work and that the resources you need are really within you or much closer than you think. Enjoy. Let's start. Um, It just starts with a little introduction, you know? This is one degree of separation. We're back, it's March, late on the recording of a new podcast, but I thought it'd be a perfect time to revisit an old podcast with Alyssa. Let's just say hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> I thought you were going to go on. No, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, last podcast had Max in it. Still have Andrew Schelt. Um, maybe that'll come out one of these days. I just saw him this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just been a long time. We've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And 
it's funny because I was listening to the podcast, the podcast today, and you were like announcing events, you're announcing this and that, and I was like, it's been two years. I said in the podcast, I'm 25, and now I'm 27. So I thought this would be a good thing to do. And I mean, you had me on your podcast the second time, so it's just a little give and take situation. Yeah. And um, you can just answer this question first. Um, how many puns do you expect to inject into this hour-long podcast? I already said this off air, but it's however many we can brew up. So. Oh, nice. I remember that, like, the last podcast was, like, literally full of puns. Yeah, you said ground, brew, hello, this shit. Well, me, and, me and Lisa just got done talking about some deep life stuff, which I feel like could have been on the podcast, but it was like a little bit on the personal side. So we'll touch on a few things, not get too deep into it. But um, usually I ask how we met, but we already talked about it. A lot of mutual friends. Trish. Trisha. Trisha. Um, Ramel. Like, we should talk. We talked. And I always like to say that Alyssa like, read me like a book that day. So it's like, okay, like... It, ever since then, she's been trying to get me to be vulnerable with everything. Vulnerable We've gone to the bay together, we've gone to Joshua Tree, yeah. this and that. And yeah, that was like two years ago, so. That's crazy. A lot of time has passed. Imagine, the, you've literally grown to be one of my really great friends within just the last few years. Yeah, dude. I don't think time matters, man. We could have yeah. been, been great friends in like two days. Yeah, that's you know true. What I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I think it's always about like getting it is easy, but keeping it is harder. You know what I mean? How they how they say that shit. I think yeah, this is like there's no maintenance needed, so it's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, okay. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. We met, but in the past year, actually, I think you told me that it's about to be a year. I think. Um, it's been one year since you began freelancing. Yeah. Um, how has how have you grown since then? Your career, coffee and combos, and everything else, like because a lot of things branched off from that, like unfiltered live <laughs> podcast partnerships, this that. Sounds bam, like bam, so bam. much. Oh my it gosh. is a lot. It's, it's a lot for some people, but <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot more coming. So it's, I think it's just yeah. the start. You know, so speak on that. Um. So for those who don't know, I am Alyssa and I started Coffee and Combos back in 2015. It's a platform. It's the original Coffee and Combos. We're <laughs> just spilling some tea right now. <laughs> Where I believe the best conversations happen over coffee and I get to sit down and have some really awesome conversations, including the one with V, Jesse mentioned. And it was just like a written platform. And then it was literally in the last year, last April, we started recording the podcast. Um, and before that though, he had mentioned just now that I quit my job and it will be on the 28th, exactly a year since I left my corporate job where I did social media management and event planning and some marketing stuff. And I was there for two and a half years and I decided to branch off on my own, mostly because I felt like I couldn't um, balance and find the freedom that I wanted to focus on coffee and convos. And I felt like pretty much everything that I could have learned and I did learn at my last job, like I already like reached my peak there and I always knew freelancing was like the next step. I just 
didn't know when the right time would be until a series of things happened where I came back from vacation and they took away my social media position. They told me I couldn't go on vacation when it was like my grandma's birthday and like all this shit. And I was like, all right, this is it. <laughs> so, um, so it's been a year. Officially, today is the 26th, but it, in a few days, like it'll be officially a year. And I think before I prepared to quit, the, one of the biggest things that I've learned was just like everyone's journey is different. And it took me a really hard time to focus on what I wanted to do as a freelancer and like really take that step because I would talk to like you and I would talk to Ian I talked to like literally everyone that I knew who was freelancing and I just like picked their brains until I had like every piece of information where I felt comfortable but it wasn't until I quit and I like delved into it within the first month that I was like holy shit this is not what I expected um, and in a good way I think it was really hard for me to grasp that like, yo, I'm like on my own now <laughs> and there wasn't anyone to tell me like exactly what to do and at that time I I just wanted to take on clients to manage their social media accounts, create content for them and also um, like brand partnerships that I would have through my blog and that's kind of like what I imagine my life to be, but it's been a year and like that's the farthest thing yeah. right, from where I am right now. Um, but that kind of goes into like coffee combos. I wanted to turn it into a podcast because that, that's also where I felt like things were going. I would have a conversation much like this one and before I'd literally transcribe it, spend fucking hours <laughs> like re-listening to these conversations typing it all up and putting it on a blog and I felt like I think I heard a statistic that only 6% of people read blog posts and read in general <laughs> and that like made me really sad because I worked so hard on like creating like having these conversations putting out the content but like I'm sure no one really read the full article and I felt like how can I get people to like tune in and it just dawned on me like the easiest way is just to make a podcast and I'm in I'm so thankful for him he decided to partner with me and like he really wanted to help me out and he's like my sound engineer so he takes care of that and like edits it and gives it to me within like 24 hours yeah. and then I just get all the content ready to go so it's just been like a process and we launched in June and we've been putting out episodes every Monday ever yeah. since I and mean, I think we're on episode like 38 so it's pretty dope. Yeah I mean it's super involved you know like um, you have a sound engineer you do it at different cafes um, you also have them do Instagram takeovers mm, yeah, yeah. which is great um, yeah I mean like the way you've been talking about the whole journey to now it almost it touches on like what we said in the last podcast was that there's almost like no A to B mm. maybe you have a B in mind but it's really just you on your path right so it yeah. sounds like so many things just kind of fell into place like as you were you decided to just take things into your own hands you know yeah exactly i think it was 
I'm so stubborn and like I like to do things on my own yeah. and like I hated asking for help and that was like probably one of the biggest lessons I learned is just like you could only go so far on your own and but you could go farther with like when you have amazing people to work with and people on your team who are like willing to collaborate and like you know who see the same vision and um, I'm gonna briefly mention that I had initially, my intention for quitting my job was to start a different business with one of my friends, Nancy, and she's amazing and I love her and she's, um, our, my, the plan was like, I'm going to quit my job a few months later, she's going to quit hers and we were going to start this like social media business together and we were going to do pretty much everything we had done for our last jobs, doing partnerships and, um, social media strategy, marketing for clients, specifically hospitality and lifestyle. And it just got to a point where, when it was time for her to quit, that I was just like, you know, like I actually don't want to do social media stuff anymore for people. Yeah. It's already daunting to do it for myself. And she felt the same way and she really wanted to pursue her YouTube channel and she's incredible at it. Like she's definitely made for YouTube. Oh. And um, she has like, yeah. um, what's it called? Like a unbounded, like happiness. Oh my gosh! She, yeah. Like it's um. I wouldn't it's, say it's, she's incredibly happy. I wouldn't say it's freakish, but like it's crazy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> she's like the epitome of happy. Like if you yeah. were to look up happy in the dictionary, you just see a big photo of her smiling. Yeah. And um, but like basically, like our we didn't see eye to eye at the end of the day, and. That was like a big challenge for me because I was like, here I am working towards like creating this business with my good friends and it didn't work out and that felt yeah. like a failure to me because we had so much stuff like in the pipeline. We had yeah. so many ideas and so many things that won't see the light of day mm -hmm. and that broke my heart and it felt like I was in this like weird flux of like, oh shit, you know, but how can I do something for myself and how can I um, continue to serve like clients that I care about yeah. and I had clients for myself because like we were just going to transition into having them under our umbrella but you know I work with them to this day and like I help some of them mostly on content strategy and content creation but it was just like a big hurdle and then I don't even know I'm like on a tangent now but basically um what was the question? Would you say? <laughs> what did I even ask? I don't know. Oh, um, no. No, I just brought up the, like a quote from the last podcast about no A to B. Oh, um, yeah. Just the path. Uh, things falling into place and just going with it. Just like you said, like, this thing kind of fell apart, but things came together. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I guess, fast forward over more coffee and combo stuff. But what you just launched with Ian, another yeah. collaboration. So that, I mean, like, that fell into place, too. Like, so, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, funny story. Um, I mean, Ian's been on your podcast for like how many times already? Like two or three times. Though. Yeah, let's not, we don't need to bring him on yeah, for this one. Don't, yeah, don't give him any, no. any attention. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, which I'm sure you do if you listen to this podcast, Ian is Fittest Rex, co-owner of Gold Standard Studios, photographer, videographer, cool guy also, my boyfriend. And... Um, so he and I have always talked about like, yo, we should like launch like our like a YouTube channel. We should like do a project together. We should 
do something together. Yeah. We had no idea what that would look like. Mm. Um, and that was just always something we've talked about. Like, like, oh yeah, in like five years time, like way later. We never planned on it being like a thing today. Um, but I think it was after I had like a realization that I want to get higher paying clients and it's really hard, at least it was in my case, to for clients to take me seriously as like an in, like a sole proprietor, right? As like working for myself. Like, oh yeah, like, oh wait, so what, you charge like 50 bucks? Like, no, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna charge you, add like a couple more zeros to that. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, but like you're only one person. And I'm just like, you know, trying to explain to clients like the time, the dedication and your expertise was really difficult. And um, I wanted to take on like, bigger projects. I wanted to grow, but I didn't see that just working under my name. And I see there's people who do it, do it well and like do an amazing job. But yeah. I just did not picture myself doing that. Again, going back to like what Nancy and I were supposed to launch. That was just like another entity we we're supposed to have. Um, so, and when Ian came back from tour, uh, he was just like, yo, I want to make money. I was like, sick. Well, what do you think <laughs> if uh, we like do something together? Yeah. And I was like, I find that my, like more, more of my real house was like cold pitching and also like photography and doing the podcast stuff. And then his was photo and video. So together we we're like, what can we do to combine all of our talents and at the end of the day, it was like photo, video, and podcast production all in one place, right? He already has a studio. He has all the equipment and the tools. Yeah. And he's helped me learn more about video so I can help out. And then, like, I've learned so much, like, stuff about editing, not only on my own, but, like, from him and watching other people edit that I was just like, cool, like, this is something that I want to do and something that I love is, like, actually helping brands develop their brand image and, like, because I did social media for so long that like, ooh, seeing how like their social media feeds come together, seeing like what images perform best, right? And like styling and all that, like I love that shit. So um, when he came back, it was just like, hey, like why don't we just do it? Like we could start reaching out to people that I know and um, who I know would need our services. And it's the way we came up with the name Futures Past is interesting because we've actually sat on that name for like years. We've had it in our back pocket because it was a few years ago when we went like, what's it called when you like go to take like night photography, astrophotography or something like that? Astral photography? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know them terms. Night shots. Night shots. You know, we do like the time lapse. Time like, lapse, yeah whatever you get the stars all like bright in the sky so we went with a few of our friends and yeah. then i think we were just like walking around and then for whatever reason those two words like stood out and like combined yeah <laughs> like conjoined together in like a sentence and we we're like that sounds pretty cool because it's like an oxymoron yeah. and it has like a really deep meaning if you look at it that way and we're like oh let's just keep that <laughs> yeah and then like fast forward to now we're like when we decided like oh what are we gonna call it i was like i know we had something and he was like it's futures past i was like Ugh. yeah um and i don't know i love it because it's for us what it means is 
it's where the innovation of the future and the influences of the past intersect to highlight the stories of here and now. And that's like what we want to do is like create dope content for our clients to tell their stories. So it's a great uh, mission statement. Thank you. It's like written down. It's all over the website. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all over, well, it's not all over our social media, but, um, you know, we really wanted to take those two concepts because it's like, yes, there's so much happening and like we could always dream about like what's going to come up in the future. But it's like, yo, we have to honor our past, how we got here, use our expertise, what we've learned and also like be in the present. And it's like also like futures past, you know, they subtract each other and present moment. (laughs) So yeah, I think that answers your question, like what we started and I'm super stoked. I think that answers this, the next question too. I was like, what is the power collaboration? But mm. like you're saying, like, cause even I, I talked to you about this, like when I first saw you this year, the first time I saw you this year, oh I was like, uh, cause all right, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna talk about it, I guess. Cause, uh, we already did a project that was pretty public. So when we did, when I was able to work on selection experience, the first one, mm-hmm. I did it under a studio name with two of my friends in the Bay area, two of my super talented friends. Um, and we called it the studio five to nine, which is like after you're, the, you're nine to five, it's everything you're passionate about, you know, like just cause that's what people say is like the night owl hours, you know, like after work and shit, doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was talking to you about how I feel like I, it's hard to be taken seriously under your own name cause you're just one person. And also, like, I feel like companies would be hesitant to hire somebody who goes under Beachzilla. You know what I mean? Just because, like, that's, like, the moniker, like, the name that I've been going under. I can't really pitch that. And if I just use my regular name, like, I'm just one person again. But I think there is power in collaboration. Just, like, to be taken seriously for one. And to... Because those two other dudes, like, they, one dude was more proficient in websites. The other, the other dude was proficient in pretty much like image making and illustration and branding and he's super intelligent design wise. And me, like I was just kind of almost like them put together, but just like, okay mm. at everything almost. <laughs> no, you're amazing. Or like almost like partly on like a, a leadership level or something like that. Cause I, w- I would get some of the clients and, but we would share all the responsibilities, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was great, and I was, I was on the list of that. I was thinking about bringing it back, just so yeah, so you get the bigger, the bigger bag, dude. You know what I mean? That's the thing, right? It's just like, and it's something that we can grow with, and it's like it doesn't have to stick to just being like this production agency right now. But like we do, like we, it's weird because like the second that we like started taking ownership of it, like yes, we own a production company. We do photo, video, and podcast production. Like, that's our wheelhouse, and that's, like, our expertise. That's what we know, and that's, like, what we can develop. Like, the second that we started presenting ourselves, like, more professionally, because we did file for a DBA right away, which I'm, like, super stoked for. Shout out to, like, small business owners and, like, doing the thing. But, like, you know, we we took every measure we could to take this to the next level. Because for me, I... I was like, cool, like I felt like I don't want to be like just a photographer also because there's so many incredible photographers here in San Diego and I felt like I couldn't match 
their talent, especially in this creative scene. And I felt like a fraud. I was just telling Andy this a little while ago. I was like, yo, I feel like such a weirdo because I don't, I know people would look at me in our community and just be like, okay, she has a camera in her hand now and now she like thinks she's all that. I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, I just, I really want to help brands develop their brand image and like, I do branding photos, you know, I create content for them that they'll share in their social media. Like, I understand what a good photo looks like and I know I can produce that and that's like what I know I'm good at, but I would never like consider myself like a professional photographer. And I don't want to like undervalue myself, but I do want to point out that like I would never like produce the same photos that like Leslie would. You know, I would never produce the same photos in the studio like Ian would with the portraits and stuff. Like that's not my thing. Yeah. But um, just honing on my expertise and knowing like what I'm good at, and also like knowing what Ian's good at, and like what we can work on together because it's also like. I don't want to have to do all of the work either, especially if I, if I am getting a big budget, I'd be terrified to be working on like a $1,500 like brand shoot alone. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. And if it's all on me, like, yo, like what if I don't deliver, you know? And it's, <clears throat> I think it's, it's a way to hold both of us accountable and yeah. also like reach for higher paying gigs and also like work with brands who kind of like understand like our vision too because like we know what we're good at that's like as far as like the client stuff that we do it's like lifestyle hospitality so like hotels and stuff and restaurants and like food and beverage stuff like that's kind of like what we're focusing on right now it's not like I'm doing a model shoot or something yeah. you know but I think yeah, honing in on like what you know you're good at and then like finding someone that you can work and develop like a really dope concept with and like you said like you want to like get these bigger projects but it's like how especially because yeah. like how are these brands going to take you seriously like we started like creating budget estimates for our clients like okay like how what kind we want to do this type of video it's 30 seconds but it requires this this and this we started breaking down every single thing like okay well we're gonna need like a director we're going to need like we're gonna be on set on two locations okay with one place we have to bring artificial lighting and then like oh we're gonna need an assistant like there's all these different factors to put in even with photo right it's like oh how many hours i'm gonna spend on this like oh you want a full day of photo and you want like and you want like how many photos delivered and it's like estimating all that stuff and like educating the client at the same time was so important and I think that's like what really set us apart versus what we were doing yeah. before that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole, I think forming something more official than just yourself, like, makes everything, like, oh, like you have to approach it from like a professional standpoint, like, you're saying you gotta break everything down. Um, help the client understand because the client's always going to be like yo we can get someone cheaper or like mm -hmm. we can do this ourselves but uh for one if you find someone cheaper like you're not gonna you're only gonna get what you pay for and you might as well start off strong you might as well hire somebody that does good work and yeah i forgot what my second point was but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i think really i think i might have mentioned it in another podcast or with somebody else but um, the earlier that you recognize that you can't do everything yourself, the better off you'll be. Just 
and I don't know if that I don't know for me at least I don't know if it was like an ego thing that it took me a minute to just let go of like I need a thousand percent control mm-hmm. to do things or just just me growing up and being like okay like I need to take hold of like my creative destiny and like <laughs> or take more of like a democratic role like where everybody makes a decision and we all move forward with that collective decision or taking the leadership role and just putting people where they need to be, you know? So I think all that deals with collaboration and whatever way you want to collaborate is super valid and it just takes finding the right people to work with. I think the right intentions too, just like you're saying, like, you know your worth, but like, you know these companies won't, like we we know, we kind of know better like than to approach people in a certain way and it's easier to approach people when you're doing under like a business name and mm-hmm. you have a staff like a team you know yeah but um something that a lot of people ask me is um how do you collaborate with brands yeah, yeah. for partnerships and yeah. that's something i've been thankful to do as well in my like freelance creative career is able to work with like hotels and restaurants and stuff and go to these events and whatnot and I think the biggest thing is if you're looking to collaborate with a company is to build a relationship first instead of like asking for something right away and knowing that knowing like if you are a good fit together because if like for one like I, I blog and highlight like lifestyle stuff but if like a wellness brand like Soul Cycle were to reach out to me, I would say no because I don't really. You don't Soul Cycle. I don't Soul Cycle, and like I love, like I'm only starting my house journey. It's not like a, like a thing that I'm like, yes, I'm gonna partner with you and I'm gonna talk about it, and then like you know you're gonna give me like a lifetime worth of classes or something. I don't think they do that, but like, you know, just like an example. But I think. Whether that's collaborating with a brand, collaborating with like other creators, it's like being like-minded, um, like you said, being intentional, and knowing like why you're doing it. I think a lot of people just expect collaboration to be like, oh, I get free shit out of it. Yeah. But it's like you both have to give value to the opportunity and see like how you could both work together. That's why it's called a collaboration. Yeah. And seeing like what strength do you bring, um, like you and I. Right, like we collaborate on like this podcast, yeah, <laughs> or like things like that. I think it's like with Ian, like I collaborated with him on this new company because I know that his strength on the tech side would outweigh my like not so strength on the tech side yeah. and understanding why frame rates matter on video, you know. Yeah. But, I think, yeah. yeah, I think collaboration is more of like a give and take than it is to, like I said in your last podcast, or the podcast we just did, that I like the word leverage now, you know what I mean? Leverage. I think it's more about give and take than to just leverage each other's like audiences. Because exactly. I, think, I think in the past, I've definitely been approached by people to do stuff, but I think it's just been to leverage my audience, because I don't know what I'm actually contributing to them. They, they're just like, they just fuck it with me because <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think that's something to be wary of. And especially when you're like a young creative or blogger or, or whatever, you're just kind of tempted to just take everything, right? Like, yeah, yeah say yes to everything. Oh, yeah. 
And I think I think the earlier you get choosy, the better off. Because you don't want to dilute like your brand or like water it down from the start, you know? Like I think it's okay. It'd be cool if you start out niche, you know, like how you're saying hospitality, food, this, that. But I think it's also okay to figure out what your niche is. But I think it takes time for sure because when I started vlogging for myself, it was literally just for me to like write about my woes about getting over my ex, you know? <laughs> it was like uh, real. Don't we like, all? Don't we all? Isn't like, that gosh, how we all like, start vlogging? Yeah. It's not our feelings. Shit, <laughs> like, ill. Because I felt like, like such a burden to my friends because I would be like so sad and yeah. like. I'm sure they don't want to hear me fucking talk about me being sad about my ex again. It's like the fifth time of the day. Like, yeah. chill out. Just write it down and let it be. Yeah. Um, but it's also like just... I'm like so distracted by this. I wear deja vu. They start using beavers. I know, that's so fancy. It's, it's really distracting. <laughs> Bro, get your fucking coffee. Anyway, uh -huh. yeah, I'm done with that topic. Are you done, <laughs> like, done with the collaboration? Okay. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So, so, I mean, some of the stuff we were talking about um, pre-podcast, just talking about personal life. Um, but I had this written down anyways because I was I've been thinking about it a lot. So mm -hmm. I've been coming across a lot of people who. Um, talk to me about the things they can and can't do and it's usually a lot of big focus on the things they can't do mm. and you know I'm just you know you know me right so I'm just like oh yeah you can fucking do it dude like yeah. whatever you need like let me know I can, I can help you you know whatever resources but I mean I feel like it's like deeper than that like I can only do so much right so I mean what do you think holds people back from let's say <laughs> collaborating like if they want to collaborate what holds them back from collaborating taking that um, step forward to freelancing or to like write because even writing is like super vulnerable you know what I mean yeah. like especially if you start from a personal place or uh, or just creating in general putting your your stuff out there because once your stuff's out there it's open to critique like it's like, not a secret anymore. it's not on right. the show it's not just a photo on your wall anymore it's like for the public eye at that point so yeah what do you think that is because mm, i'm sure i have a lot to say yeah no because i think every creative has their own reason why it might have taken them a minute to do what they wanted mm -hmm. but as a person who's pursued every the things that they wanted what do you think yeah what do you would you say to somebody who's kind of feels like they can't I have so many people who just like message me and like email me and like always ask like hey I want to start a vlog or oh I want to do this but I can't and like it's that limiting belief right and it's ooh, ooh, it's just like that's what's holding you back it's you believing that you can't to begin with and I think for the longest time, I felt like I couldn't be like an entrepreneur because I had so many shoes to fill, right? Like I had this expectation of me that was brought on by my parents who invested in my schooling to, I for one did not pursue a medical field. That was already like a huge like, whoa, why? Um, and then I pursued communications and marketing. And then like, here I am now doing the one thing they did not want was like an unstable career with yeah. no health insurance, right? 
Yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest. Uh, uh, that's the biggest no-no to an Asian family. Like, and here I am. I feel like a disgrace, but like I know in some way, shape, or form, they are kind of proud of me yeah, for what yeah. I've done. <laughs> um, I can't speak for them, but I'd like to think so. Aside from that, but I think it's man when people say that they can't do something like you said you could give anybody all the resources and I've I myself am so guilty of this is kind of like overdoing the research part like kind of like what I've said before like oh my gosh like I want to prepare myself as much as I can to go freelance but it wasn't until I did it that I was like oh this is how it is I'm yeah. fully accountable for myself. I have I have to be the one who's reaching out to clients and or like potential clients are just being like, hey, and that's vulnerable itself. And I think that's the scary part is like once you're stepping into a new space, um, whether you're a creative and like an aspiring entrepreneur or someone who like wants to be in this world that we're in, it's scary because it is vulnerable because like you're accountable for yourself. There's no one here to hold your fucking hand. There's no one here to tell you like, oh, you have to follow these steps to be successful. Because honestly, the steps are like, be fucking confident in yourself. It starts with you first, know your strengths, and then like understand that like, not every single potential client is your client or not every single person you reach out to will say yes understand that like this is a place of uncertainty and be okay with that because I think that's been my biggest pet peeve and I hate to say it because I love helping people like I love helping people which is why I also have the podcast right like as a source to inspire people but if you're not there to take action yourself then you're doing yourself a disservice because it's it all starts with you at the end of the day and it's like sure you might not be quote unquote ready to take the next step or to take the leap but when will you be ready and if you just continue waiting like i did i told myself i wanted to quit my job in 2017 and i didn't quit until uh march 2018. you know it took me so long in a place where i hated it was yeah. so toxic for me that it, it took like all those like that series of bad situations at work for me to be like you know what I'm fucking just over it. Yeah, I was just like oh like I was literally like at my breaking point and um, I would hate to see other people go through that before they like decide to take the leap yeah. because like and start small you know like my thing is like I want to be a public speaker I want to be able to share my story as a way to inspire others because I had nothing I had no support growing up like I always knew I was like in some ways I was like ooh I kind of like dabble in like the self-made like entrepreneur world I remember like growing up I would make those little like fluffy pom-pom things add eyeballs to them and then like I don't know I would like stick up on mail and like give them to the mailman and like <laughs> I don't know I don't know where you're going with that I, <laughs> I don't know for some reason I was just like oh I'm gonna like do these things and like sell them mm -hmm. like because they're the really cute little like characters <laughs> I don't know random thought I was just like really digging in deep here but it was like I always knew that in some way, shape, or form that I wanted to 
do something for myself, but I never knew what that was until literally now. I could also say that like I wasn't 100% comfortable with um, who I am and like what I stand for until like a few years ago, like I'm 28. And it wasn't until I was like 25 that I was like, yo, like, that I finally felt like an adult and I knew like exactly what I wanted in life. And I knew that I was like, I do want to be in this. I want to have a life. I want to be able to share my story. I want to be able to talk to people in some ways like Oprah, but like not as amazing, you know, because like no one can be Oprah. But, and I think it's also like not comparing yourself. Because like I said, right? Like, oh, I can never be Oprah. I could be me. And what does that look like? You know, like I'm just this like Filipino girl in San Diego who just like wants to talk to dope people over coffee. That's who I am. Yeah. I just want to get vulnerable with people and know that there is strength in vulnerability and that the strength is vulnerability. <laughs> And like, and this, is, that, like, this is Alyssa's podcast now. She took my talking over. She took my talking points. Sorry. You should have told me. <laughs> but no, real shit though. I do feel like um, it's just being confident with yourself and knowing that like, I what I do wish I did before I quit was like save a lot more money because I was not prepared for all the uncertainty that did come. Um, though I did get clients, like they would not pay on time. Yeah. And even though I got partnerships and paid partnerships, they would be like a net 30, net 60, net 90. I was like, you know, I'm not even going to get these like $30 until like, <laughs> yeah. sadly, no, it was not. Okay. No, the lowest paying thing I think was like a compensation for like a soda or something like five bucks. They pay out. It was so funny. But, um. But yeah, like you just never know like your income streams, right? And you never know that like, cause you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks. You're getting it whenever the fuck your client feels like it yeah. or whatever you agreed to. But like, I wish I saved more money. Like I had to actually dig into my, my retirement. That was like my last I job, man. I don't even have. And um, yeah, you know, like, it's a struggle, it's a process, but like you just have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I like how you presented the whole, your whole story, just because I've, I've recently, I always refer to my, my tweets, right? So <laughs> I recently tweeted, um, nah, a couple months ago, I was just like, yo, like uh, romanticizing the struggles out, like fuck that, like this shit sucks, right? Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad you didn't romanticize anything. It's all facts. It's all true. And um, yeah, I think there's never a perfect time. It's really just about um, a trial by fire. Like that's really what it is. Like, mm, that's a good one. You know, you okay? You quit your job. Maybe you have a plan. Maybe you don't. But you know what you're good at, and hopefully by then, you, like you know that you're you have the people and the resources. And the support, right? Mm -hmm. That's just the ideal thing. But I mean, there's some people who don't. But um, it just depends what your strengths are. Like, if you're super fucking talented, then sell your ass off. You know, like trial by fire. Like, it's not gonna be a guarantee. Yeah. You know, you're saying like net sixty, net thirty, sixty, ninety. That's some corporate bullshit. Right? <laughs> you know, like it happens. So um, it's a learning process. Require deposits. Yeah. 
yeah, fifty percent nah, deposit. That's fifty. <laughs> yeah, fifty up front. Um, oh man. But yeah, like I think yeah, you touched on the next talking point that I had up that I've written down was that is there strength in vulnerability or is strength is strength vulnerability? Strength is strength in strength is vulnerability. So I mean, it could be both. But like what you're saying, like I think it does take a, a level of vulnerability to really pursue what you actually want or accept that uh well for me some when people talk to me about it, they're afraid to be to do something creative right or they're like oh i didn't think i can do this you know or it's just still in their head that there's no money in it you know so i think to really put yourself out there in that place of uncertainty is a strength mm -hmm. absolutely and all the more better if you can come out of it successful right. whatever that picture is or whatever that looks like for you um but yeah i mean speak, i guess speak more on strength is vulnerability or strength and vulnerability because you've been you've I been like shoving this down my throat for the since i first met you that yes i need to be like that you are vulnerable beach to me that's actually your like literally it says like phone, when you call dude. me it says vulnerable beach aka Beach so, <laughs> it's like the longest name. Um, but upon what you're saying, right? There's no perfect time, and I feel like to to pursue anything creative, to pursue anything in the entrepreneurial world, it it's it's a risk. You're taking a risk, right? And like you have to be open to knowing that, like. You have to be open to failure too. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I think you had mentioned this in my podcast is that like, there's no such thing as failure, it's learning or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it in that tone, but I, I didn't mean to like mimic it. It's like no. real shit. It's that like, failure is like a catalyst to growth. And I really do feel like when you become vulnerable, and you're able to like hone in on that and just like be honest because like think about it we live in such a social media driven world that <laughs> everything is is ideally fake or yeah, at least I think, like i think everything is up for appearances or just for mm -hmm. appearances but also everything needs to be validated in a way right. you know so i think that kind of fucks everything up like if you're not getting validated at the thing you just did then you're like okay this is not meant to be this is a failure oh yeah oh i'm gonna delete this photo because it didn't get enough likes yeah. and um we live in this world and it's really sad to see like uh, a lot of people be affected by its negative effects and i think if you use it in the correct way like social media is a tool, especially if you do own a business and if you do want to get clients, it's a really great tool to get clients, you know, but it does require a sense of vulnerability and that's you being honest and upfront and real with your audience, depending on like how you position yourself, right? So I have, I have my personal Instagram, I have the Coffee Combos Instagram and I have um, Futures Past. And um, on my personal one, I do not mind being vulnerable just being the person, and right? being like personal human being. because I think one of the most recent posts I shared was like, I got called out by Ian. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, Mr. <Mr>. Teases. <laughs> he was, <laughs> yo, so we were in Mexico and we were at our like, we were at a coffee shop on the way back home 
and um, I pulled out my phone to take a photo. <laughs> and he was like, do we have to take a photo of every single coffee? And I was like, ah! Like my duty as coffee and combos in my head, this is like my reasoning. I was like, yes, because I'm coffee and combos and I have to do that. But in his head, it was like, yo, like I'm just trying to enjoy this moment because we just had the longest three days of working already. And I just want to sip my coffee, bro. Like <laughs> that's basically what he said. And um, when he called me out, I, I felt like I had to like justify my actions, but I also like knew that like, yo, I didn't even see it in that perspective of like, yo, I need to live in the moment more. And kind of like what you said, we live in this social validation, like, oh, I'm in Mexico, enjoy coffee. And like, that's not my intention, but like, that's probably how people might see it. Yeah. But I really had to simmer on that in the last few weeks and just realize like, um, our time is precious here, obviously. Like we don't, we could go at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be like too like sad and somber on this podcast, but like basically it's like, we shouldn't have to depend on social media for validation, right? We should, and if we do, I think it's so important to be intentional with what we share. I've always made it a point on social media, whether it's my personal coffee combos or futures past, is that like every single thing that I post has an intention and it's to, in this world filled with filtered images and well thought out captions and amazingly dressed human beings yeah. <laughs> that, like, um, that I want to make sure that I contribute something more than that. You know, like if, and it goes back to like why I have these conversations to begin with. It's because if I'm inspired by this other person, no matter their title or what they do, then someone else might find them inspiring. And that's why I do what I do. And I think it was me honing in on like why I do this and like why I show up to social media. And um, yeah, I just feel like if you're gonna be vulnerable or like if you're going to be on social media, I think there are some really key points in being vulnerable. And I think it's important to, if you are having a rough time, I'm not saying like, you know, record yourself crying or something. It's just like, I don't think you owe any, anyone an apology, but if you feel called to do so, if you feel called to share what's really bothering you, maybe it's like, ugh, like I took this photo of myself and I hated it. I didn't want to share it because I don't look perfect. I think there's so much more power in you sharing why you're going to share that same photo anyway instead of like scrapping it all together. You know, there's so much more power in that because it just shows that you're a fucking human being because that's all we are at the end of the day. And that's the one thing we have in common with every single person here, right? It's like, we're all human. Unless we're like, I don't know. <laughs> An AI or something. But, no, I mean, I think that make an interesting point. Like, it's crazy that social media is a tool to share the human experience, but we don't like to appear human in mm -hmm. our posts or like our imperfect human beings yeah. you know like obviously i'm always gonna pick the best like the photo i look best in you know Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but also Why like not? there's like i feel like there was a idea like you're saying there's like power in the things that you don't want to share or like things that make you uncomfortable just because uh, yeah i mean personally like the whole uh, 
fitness journey, like, I'm like, okay, this is for me, but if I share it, like, uh, do you think people will, will think I just want attention and some mics or some shit? But for me, it was just like, with anything that I do or just whatever, is that it's to spread my message or whatever I stand for on the bigger exactly. platform. Yeah. And I mean, that the whole fitness journey is just another way that I better myself mm -hmm. in like how, like before, like we were before this podcast, like we were talking about like um, a lot of things that we do have like impact on other people more than it impacts us, right? Yeah. So the things that we share can mean a lot more to people. And yeah, I mean, when I was sharing that, people would message me like, oh, like what, what have you been doing? Like, I love the progress. Like, you, I, I want to get on this shit too. I'm like, cool. Like, it's all fucking get healthy, dog. Like, Hell yeah. you know, let's be our best selves or something, whatever you're comfortable with. But, um, yeah, I think mean, it's just important to, like, vulnerability is just being human and. And relatable, right? Like, yeah, like, be, isn't I like it relatable at the end of people. the day? Isn't it at the end of the day, like, you just want to feel like people relate to you? Yeah. I would hate for people to feel like, oh my god, like, she's just too fucking cool. I'm like, dude. no, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm just, and I feel like that's how people, I feel like people get intimidated, right? Especially, mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you're Vigzilla. Holy crap. You know, like, you're, like, super Twitter famous. And, like, you're the guy who tweets all the things. I tweet um, <laughs> And, um... I mean, that's kind of like your outlet of being vulnerable, isn't it? It's my favorite. Because you do share a little bit more personal um, he, anecdotes so, there. So I'm the most human on Twitter, I feel like. I'm not, not I mean, not... Most... Not, <laughs> not, just, I mean, personally for me, like, uh, not even in person. Like, I'm, I really don't... I'm not really good at talking to people, I feel like. But on Twitter, like, I really, really just say anything that I want to say. I'll make... I think I'm funnier on Twitter, just because... I think things are funny and I feel like people relate to it and when I am in a, in a mood I'll maybe say something before I mention it to any of my friends on Twitter. I actually got that today. Uh, I tweeted something and then my homies in this group chat were like, what is this about? What is this about? What did you do? And I was like, what? Like, oh my gosh, this is really? gonna turn into a pep talk, man. Like, holy shit. But yeah, I, don't, I feel comfortable on Twitter and Instagram. Like, I don't think I need to maintain an image. Um, the algorithm has fucked me though on Instagram. So. I know you have thoughts on that. I'm, just, I'm saying. Well, for me, a few tips. Um, if you do post and people comment within the first hour, you gotta respond. You gotta respond. It ups the engagement. I know um, that. Within the first hour as well that you post, yeah. you should be engaging with other accounts. So don't just like, don't just post. I and need then to be on Instagram. you need to be like active and commenting on other people's stuff as well. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a commenter, so that, okay. That might be well, maybe question. double tap. That might be like maybe DM question. them. I don't know, but nah, I like photos. That's it. <laughs> I don't DM people. I don't DM too much. Yeah, you don't even watch people's stories. I see you double tap through all <laughs> or tap through all. Yeah, that's it. That's, especially people at concerts. <laughs> it's even, just like all like a whole little ant yeah. line. Did you even fucking watch the concert, dude? Is that a pet peeve? Yeah, it's totally. I unfollowed this one, this one person because of that. <laughs> I was like, I was at that Kendrick Lamar concert too. Like, <laughs> I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think there is definite strength and vulnerability, mm -hmm. and I think if a lot of us still kind of like, if a lot of us channel into that, I think the world would be a lot 
would be a better place, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much more like empathy. Yes, empathy. I love that word so mm-hmm. much. Um, there's this book called Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes, oh, yeah. and he and um, the whole concept of toxic masculinity and how specifically men put on a face to, you know cover up their vulnerabilities and their empathy and be like, I'm the tough guy or whatever. And I just thought it was so fascinating because I do think that's a concept that's still very present today Mm -hmm. Um, in some of the men closest to me. Yeah, Yeah. someone asked me, I was on the phone with my friend and I I told her this conversation I had with my other friend over dinner. Uh, My friend told me, over dinner my friend told me, that a lot of the, the roots of some of my personal problems is not communicating. And then my friend, when I was talking on the phone, she was like, okay, so what is the root of that? It was also part because I, I told her, I have a hard time communicating with my parents sometimes. I'm on some real shit. I talk to my sisters because we're like almost, we're like kind of in that generation, you know? But um, I was just like, yeah, I don't like to be vulnerable. I don't like to feel exposed. And, I'm not accepted because mm. that's almost like the uglier parts of you that you're gonna be real about type shit. And some people don't like honesty, they just like this facade of that everything's cool. Yeah, that's so, so weird to me though. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. And then, yeah, I think that that's like the type of masculinity that I'm working on mm. is just talking about things that matter yeah. with the person there involved with or things that are happening with them. I do think you are growing from that though because I mean like even you and I maybe had like a little bit of a rough patch and you're like Alyssa I need to fucking tell you something I was like yo I'm so sorry like I did not know. Yeah I think I think for me it's when things make me uncomfortable that I'll bring it up it's just uh, the other shit. I think I think I'm doing good on the uncomfortable part like if I feel uncomfortable with you or something I'll bring it up um, just because that's how I've grown recently, but all the other shit, the feelings and all that, <laughs> not that great. But you're saying like the mask. I don't know, we're talking about mask. Mask of masculinity. But yeah, again, vulnerability. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's beautiful. I think mm-hmm. it's another way for people just just to connect with one another on a deeper level. Um, and I think if we just do it in in person interactions and online then fucking awesome i think that's just like one step to being like ah, a better person <laughs> and making a better world yeah i mean i think i think people should be at peace with all parts of themselves mm-hmm. but yeah the next step is to be able to communicate that you know like those things <laughs> those things aka feelings <laughs> whatever you think it is whatever you want it to be um, uh, you're still single, right? Yes, absolutely. Ready for a companionship? <laughs> I wrote that down in my book in much shit. You heard him. All right. You heard it here first. I'm that out. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, um, he's getting all shy, see? Oh, uh, yeah. Now I feel like I gotta talk a little quieter. Because this is kind of No, I mean, because I think, I mean, you brought up in the in the last like 30 minutes the whole thing about the why right yeah and even you were saying some people that you knew never heard of that 
concept. And what we were talking about before the podcast is just me going on a rant about the next level, what that looks like. I don't know what that is. And you're like, come back to your why. And then we kind of broke down my why. <laughs> and can you just break that down and then share your why if that's what you're calling? Um, it's fairly simple, right? It's like, why do you do what you do? Why is it that you wake up in the morning to pursue um, your career and have the relationships that you have? And I think finding and defining what your why is, like if you guys are looking for a good reference point, because I do not say it as well as Simon Sinek, but if you look up just the TED Talk um, that Simon Sinek does, and I freaking love him, he also has a book, Start With Your Why. He'll help you kind of break it down, but basically every successful business, every successful person, every thing, every entity has to come down to their why. And that's kind of like, if you steer past that, then it's kind of like, oh, you kind of have to find your way back, right? So for example, my why is to inspire and uplift people through the conversations that I have, the vulnerable conversations that I have with my community. And I feel like that's just like one aspect of it, but like it's always been a huge calling for me to contribute in some way. This was something, I'm going to mention this because I feel like it's important. Um, For the longest time I felt like I didn't have a talent. For the longest time, I felt like um, if I were going to be this entrepreneur, what the fuck is that going to look like? Because I am not a graphic designer. I am not a like letterer. I'm not a photographer. I'm not a videographer. I felt like I couldn't put myself in a box and I couldn't, which is a good thing, but also I couldn't really define what I would be or do because I felt like I didn't have like an expertise. Um, and I was just like, ew, like, I'm gonna be this, like, marketing person? Like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, I I don't want to be known as, like, a marketer, because, like, you see other, um, people who market, and yeah. it's kind of like, you either get the, uh, the pyramid scheme marketing. Oh, yeah, pyramid scheme, high school friends, pyramid scheme. <laughs> or you get, like, oh, hey, buy my, buy my course and stuff, and I was like, yo, I don't fit in either category. Um. But for the longest time, I didn't feel like I had a talent. But it wasn't until I um, started to surround myself with the right people, and that started with Ian. Ian was like one of the first people that I that I um, I knew who was an entrepreneur because he had his own clothing line and he did all these things. I was like, that's so fascinating. I didn't know this was like a thing. And um, he introduced me to Mark Andrew, who was an incredible photographer. And you know, being introduced to this world allowed me to just be a part of it um but still i couldn't find what it is that i wanted to do and it took years of me being surrounded by these people incredibly talented people the people in our community who are djs and like very well inclined to the music scene i love music but i'm like not in that at all like i will like support them no matter what but like i just damn, like, there's no way I could, like, pick up a controller and DJ one day, and, like, there's no way that I would ever 
be a graphic designer and I felt like so worthless and I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do and I still didn't until <clears throat> I decided to just like ask the people that I admired. I remember seeing a live a great story like wheat pasted sign like somewhere in downtown San Diego and I was like yo that's tight. I'm gonna go look them up and follow them. I support them. I like love them. Zach is freaking awesome. Like he started this brand from just like pasting these positive messages. And it took sitting down and having a conversation with him to be like, I love this part. Communicating and like talking to someone face to face and like having that like intimate conversation and being like, dude, this is dope. Like, I feel so inspired right now. And whatever it is that I, like, I wanna do, I feel like I can do it. At the time, I think it was like, I don't even know. I think it was just like, ooh, I'm like blogging. So I'm like taking photos and like documenting things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I'm gonna be this blogger. Um, and then from there, it was, it was continuing that. And it like, that sparked the idea for Coffee and Combos. And then, that's when I had the first convo with Ian and I was like, yo, like, tell me like your journey, tell me your story. And um, I really didn't find my why until like I started to continue having these things. And in um, PR that was called like a death site. Like you just like meet with your client and have like this conversation with them be like, hey, like what are your goals? What, like, what is it that I need to know like about you, like how can you help me and how can I help you? Kind of like the same thing, collaborative process and just being like, I really just want to learn from you um, in this like small snippet of a conversation. Um, and after having multiple of those, I was just like, this is it. Like this is what I love to do. Like I want to share this with other people and I feel like I do much like you have this ability to connect with another person and get beyond just what's on their Instagram bio, get beyond what's what they're just sharing online. And I think it's a, it's a real talent. And I, it took me a long time to realize that, that I have this ability to have like vulnerable conversations with people and I have a way to make them feel comfortable, much like you do, and like to cultivate that community. And I think that alone is my why. That alone is why I do what I do is because like, I want to bring people closer one conversation at a time. I want to bring, I want people to feel like they're not alone because I felt alone for a majority of my life. And I felt like I didn't have any talents. I felt like, yo, like there's no one else like me. But it wasn't until having these conversations that I realized, yo, like these people are like me. They're the ones who persevered and they're the ones who whatever that they do whatever that they're doing like there's tattoo artists there's musicians there's photographers and designers I'm just like these people went through something similar that I did and yeah. like that's like the most powerful thing is just connecting on a deeper level and I think like what if you just find someone that you can resonate with reach out to them and just be like hey I really love what you do and if it's worth anything, like I find you very inspiring. And if that like develops into like some online friendship or whatever, like, and then turns into like an in real life friendship, I think that's the coolest part. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how a lot of my friendships start, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
well, well said. Thank you so much. I was just like, oh, I felt it in my bones. <laughs> but yeah, um, the why. Yeah, what is what is your why? I think you you put a better you put better words to it. I was just saying I want to change the world. You know, like it starts with community. But I think because uh, I was telling you, I was telling Melissa that it was hard for me to it's hard for me to accept like super positive things said to me because I just brush it off because I'm just. We said in the last podcast that I'm just doing doing me. This is like what I want to do. I've been put in a position or I have the circumstances to do what I want to do. It, it, came, it came with a lot of hard work, also a great support system. But um, you said it's it's recognizing that I have the power to do things, but then you're like, oh, but it's because you empower other people. So I think that's really what it's about. That's what building a community is, is empowering a body of people, but I think it could start with one person, one person at a time. And that's probably, that's probably the thing that fulfills me the most. Yeah. You know, so that's really it. That's the, the I have no spiel about it. Mic <laughs> drop. Well, don't drop the mic because it's on your phone, but like, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that there aren't any coffee puns. I was thinking about it just now. Yeah, you really like, say that. So. I'm a changed woman. I'm just, <laughs> I've matured, it's been a few years. Um, but I do feel like if people are having trouble finding their why, um, start with finding things that bring you joy. Um, like hobbies, you know, is that watercoloring, is that hiking, is that like what is it? And then like, just kind of go from there. Cause I think people are like, well, what's my why? And I'm like, I can't, I cannot tell you that. I'm not here to, to tell you or help you define that part of yourself. That's all up to you. You know, I could help guide you to it. I could help like, you know, like share my story as a way to help you find it. But like, I can't be like, oh, this is your why. You know, like I think when people have trouble like taking that next step or finding out like well what is it that I'm good at it's really easy to seek help from others but you have to really like find it within yourself for you to just like move forward otherwise like you're just you're just depending on other people and like that's the last thing you should be doing I I think um, to jump off of like what something that you said to um I don't think you necessarily have to be like a creator or producer of the craft that you're interested in. Just like, I mean, I tell people this all the time just because I was taught this in, in art school, right? That there's so many more other roles to the things that you want to do. So my teacher in design was like, you don't have to be the designer. Let's say you're kind of a weak designer, but you know how to use all the tools, right? Um, you can be creative director, you can be production manager, you can be project manager, you can be business development, you can be this, that, whatever. Or you can be like, you know, like HR, you can hire the talent. Like, you know what good shit looks like, right? Like, so yeah, music, you know, you don't have to make music, you don't have to DJ music, you can a uh, and you can make playlists, you know, like, that's a job now, it's making playlists, right? Every, everything is a job now, so don't just get stuck in the like, I'm not a creator, like, I'm not a creative, or like, there's like other branches that you can do, you know, like, I don't know, there's so much, so much other shit. Like if you're not a photographer, 
you be like a, an assistant, if you not, if you don't make films, you know, be a PA, be sound, you know, be whatever, be be one of those million fucking roles on the credits, you know, there's so many fucking roles, dude. you don't have to be the, the, the filmmaker, you know, you don't have to be the director, you know, like if you want to play, if that's a role you want to play, then play that role, and you can grow from that, and then maybe you can be the creator at the end of the day, but I don't think this whole idea of I don't know how to do this and I can't do this and I don't have a creative bone in my body should stop anybody because I'm not talented in creativity I just work really hard I was telling my friend that like going to art school like because when you go to art school you're probably like the artsy kid in high school mm -hmm. right and then you go to art school everybody there's artsy <laughs> they probably went to like an academy or something you know like all their lives or art school or like some magnet school and I went to I went to a school on a military base where like they kind of groom you to be to join the military <laughs> they didn't they didn't consider anything about art it was really just like my class that kind of broke the mold on that like I don't know like yeah just work really hard you don't have to be naturally talented I can't draw I can't paint uh, I only have the willingness to like learn and excel and take things to the next level and I'm not afraid to take creative chances and leaps so yeah I mean there's that I love that I think that's a good note to end the podcast yeah, on yeah that's awesome you know work hard like cause as cheesy as it sounds you know there's like talent and all that but they, there's that saying like work hard hard work beats talent when oh, talent doesn't work hard or something like that so poetic, but so corny, but so true, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. Work cool. hard. Work hard. Yeah, work hard. Um, yeah, I guess that's the end of the podcast. We're at Deja Brew in sunny San Diego. And it's sunny today. Yeah, it's slightly overcast. You know, weather's been weird, but um, yeah, thankful to have uh, Alyssa on the podcast once again. You know, now that she's a. She's a busy, hardworking, independent woman. Mm -hmm. It's taking a long time. In these streets, you know. Uh, she she has a calendar that she abides by, so you know, like I'm glad to have been put on the calendar. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to learn how to use my calendar. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything, any last things you want to say? Anything you want to promote? Anything um, coming up? Uh, what can I say? Um, well, thanks for having me, Veej. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And for those who are interested in listening to Veej's story, he's on one of the most recent podcast episodes of Coffee and Convos, which is pretty dope. Um, really enjoyed that. At the same place, actually. Literally yeah. at Deja Brew, sitting in the same place. Yeah, I like this place a lot. <laughs> it's dope. I really like it. And, um, but just to end it, like, Honestly, you guys, like, just work hard. Believe in yourself. Know that you have everything in you to pursue your dreams. Yeah. And I think it took me literally, what, 25 years to figure that out. So. Um, There's no timeline on it. No, there isn't. And, yeah, just be open and taking risks, too. I think that was, like, one of the scariest things, especially as, like, a new business owner, like, taking every single measure to be legit. Um, <clears throat> it's scary because you're like, okay, now like the tax thing, and then like, if we hire people, we got to do the 1099 thing. Mm -hmm.
but I think that's if it's taking those risks that are gonna take you to the next level and I think it's understanding that like if you're trying to grow like you have to get past that point of being like I can't do this because I'm afraid I can't do this because I might fail or I can't do this because like I don't know how um, but yeah like Marie Forleo says everything is figure outable Everything's figure outable it's so true. She has a book coming out too. I'm like plugging her, but I should really be plugging myself. I'm sorry. I love her so much though. And um, anyways, if I would love for you guys to follow Futures Past. I'm really excited on that, about that project and what we're sharing. We have some fucking dope shit. I can't even say it because it's like still so behind the scenes, but just like keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, listen, I mean, the, the watch, this hand gesture. Yeah. And um, Coffee and Combos, where we have new episodes dropping every Monday with really dope people, especially here in San Diego. Um, so thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, there's no puns. There's no puns. I, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, uh, well, just brew it. <laughs> <laughs>